that for everybody who signed up for my text messaging platform, it's gonna be the place where I create access. Five minute FaceTimes, flying people in, we had the group, have we aired the one with the three people that won the last thing? Not yet. So by the time you listen to this, you've already heard the podcast with the three people that were chosen. Now Jimmy's here, he was chosen. I'm gonna continue to use that platform as a way to get the ultimate thing. In a world where I put out all my content for free, the only thing left is time with me. And I've decided to make my texting the most uh, important, like a really important platform. I'm gonna use that platform as really the place to get to me. Dinners with me, hanging out with me, and Jimmy getting the ultimate, which is being a guest on my podcast with me. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. My friend Jimmy is here. We've met for a hundredth of a second, so we're going right into this, because I'm excited about this. Jimmy, I think this will be really fun for everybody. Please tell everybody why the fuck you are here. How, uh, and more importantly, actually, what I'm actually asking, Jimmy, is how did you get here? Remind everybody on the opportunity. Um, I answered the um, the giveaway that you had on the text platform. Mm-hmm. Um, went onto Twitter, used the hashtag, um, explained, you know, uh, I think there was a little bit about, like, you know, why do you want to be on the podcast? Yep. Um, I got a question on the Ask Gary V show, shit, three years ago. Um, been doing a little bit of stuff, but not, like, really going hard at it, you know, like I should be. Um, and I just put my Answer. story out there a little, little bit. Let me frame it up, because I'm going to let you take over from here. Everybody who's listening, the reason this podcast is fun for me is, obviously, I've started doing a lot of text messaging on this platform called Community that I'm using, and a couple things. One, yes, it's me. Every single text, every single time you get a reply, it's believe, always me. I believe you. Thank you. That's why I'm using audio and video, so for everybody who's wondering, it's always me. Obviously, I'm putting out stuff uh, you know, every day, every other day, every couple days, but what I'm obsessed with is if I'm gonna put out, hey, watch DRock's new movie, or hey, sign up for wine text, if I'm gonna be in the right hook on a text, I think unlike social, I need to be very careful there. You know, it's a very special place, your phone numbers. So I'm obsessed with bringing value. So I've decided that for everybody who signed up for my text messaging platform, it's gonna be the place where I create access. Five minute FaceTimes, flying people in. We had the group, have we aired the one with the three people that won the last thing? Not yet. So by the time you listen to this, you've already heard the podcast with the three people that were chosen. Now Jimmy's here, he was chosen. I'm gonna continue to use that platform as a way to get the ultimate thing. In a world where I put out all my content for free, the only thing left is time with me. And I've decided to make my texting the most uh, important, like a really important platform. I'm gonna use that platform as really the place to get to me. Dinners with me, hanging out with me, and Jimmy getting the ultimate, which is being a guest on my podcast with me. So I pushed out a thing. I always like to put on Twitter because it's easy for me to find. It's fun to watch it get trending. And it's been a lot of fun, and I know a lot of you have done that. This one was to be a podcast guest, tell me why you should. Many catch my eye, many are worth it. And then serendipity and luck and life takes over, and that's how we got Jimmy here. So. Jimmy, what, tell us, real before you tell us more about you, and then the rest of the floor is gonna be yours, you're gonna ask questions, I'm gonna answer them. But before we get that, you're on my text platform. A, how long, answer a couple questions. How long have you been consuming my content? Um, almost as long as you've been putting it out. From a bit, so? Oh, nine. Oh, nine, so when I kind of started first, making business, the, the con- first, go ahead. The When's first, the first time you saw me? Uh, 
I went I went into this for about 45 minutes the other day to try to figure it out. The first, the oldest video that I can remember seeing of you was a video that you did with Chris Perillo around 2009. When I was live with him on Ustream. Yeah. So I, I remember. I, ready I, for this? Talk about doing things for free for Expo. Chris Perillo had a huge Ustream show. I believed in live. Yeah. And he was an awesome dude, really in the tech culture. I'd really gone head first, Dignation and Kevin Rose and those guys, Perillo, Leo Laporte, that whole scene. And, and, and I, Go ahead. I struggled, I, I, I didn't struggle, I didn't struggle with you. My, it's funny because I laughed. Everyone else you, struggled. Everyone in my inner circle struggled with you. <laughs> like, you know, my, a little bit of my family, my Good dad friends. was like, this guy's full of shit, he's trying to sell books, he's trying to, you right, know. Right, 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 right. You know, um, and I was like, man, it just makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and, um, I was just getting out of a business that I was in for a long time. And so I was burnt out with that. So it wasn't using it for that, but I was doing. It just rest- clicked for you, right? Right. Like it, I, I, and you I were a techie, knew- you were into the tech scene? Because to know Perillo's Ustream back then, like what people don't I understand about. I just liked about- Perillo. He's awesome. Yeah. He's super yeah. fun to like. I just liked Chris. But were you techie at that point? Like, did you know what Twitter was? Like, yes. You have to understand. I mean, you may take this for granted. Yeah. A lot of people didn't. People yeah. didn't know Ustream I was, existed. I people didn't work- know Twitter existed. Yeah, I was working for Texas Roadhouse uh, in 2009, 2010. Went to the manager, said, hey, you know, if I could, I could run a little bit of social, the Twitter for the restaurant. They had to, like, email corporate and get <laughs> yeah. approval and, like, what's Twitter? Yeah. And, like, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I ended up doing it. Um, long story short, if I could tell it for, like, 40 seconds. You go, going. Like, this was probably 2011, 2012. I was working. I don't want to mention any names because I don't want to throw the, to. throw the company under the bus. I was working at a... Shitty company. Shitty. The good company, but shitty ran by you. shitty people. Okay, got it. Um, long story short, they serve coffee and donuts. Yes. <laughs> they, they, Jimmy, I like you already. Keep going. They, they uh, So basically... I'm sorry. I'm just kind of nervous. Don't um, be nervous. We're basically... I had a customer come in. I was running social for the company and I knew about the location. This was 2010. Keep going. And I knew about location, search on Twitter, used to search our location for Dunkin' Donuts, literally found a customer that had a bad experience. It's exactly yeah. what you said. I, I mean, when I was, I was learning your that. stuff, when yeah. I was learning your stuff, it was, I drove the wine to the customer from Wine Library. Reached out to this lady on Twitter that said she had a really bad experience. I said, I'm the manager at the store yep. where you came, come in, your breakfast is on me tomorrow. I just yep. want to show we're yep. sorry. Yeah. I literally gave this lady a sandwich and a coffee, and I thought the owners were gonna fire me. Wow. Like they were they were so pissed that I gave this lady something for free. That's wild. Like, and you know, and yeah. and long story short, I didn't run social anymore for the for yep. the for the restaurant Um, and it was just you know um, silly I just knew of it I I just knew it was a thing it was yep um, I think a little bit after that you came out it may have been around that time thank you you economy thank you economy and I was like man this shit just makes sense like like, this is how a business should be ran a hundred thousand percent and we're still not there I don't think the world had the infrastructure to even really understand it run it like that at scale you know um, and so, um, let's bounce, yeah. let's bounce around. This is fun. Let's go back to the present real quick. You see the text, you, you do your thing. How do you find out that you won? Oh, the, the yeah. So I literally fell asleep. 
This is better than I could have imagined. It. That was literally my dream I, I, beginning it, to it a was, sentence. It was one of those things. Like, I mean, you guys know, like when you enter a contest, you know, five minutes goes by, and you're like, I'm gonna freaking win. There's 100%. like hundred percent. Four thousand people enter. You know, and I'm sitting there, and I was just on like Instagram and Twitter. I went back yep. to Twitter. I was yep. looking at, you know. And, uh, you know, all the tweets are like, oh, Gary fell asleep on us and this and that. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting there watching, like, I don't know. Oh, Leon. right, right. That one, I think I had to go to, like, some meetings, right? So I was a little behind. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a little delayed. Like, I one was, of them was. I, I, was literally like, anyway. lay, I was literally laying in bed. I was watching. Where like, do you live? Alabama. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, I was watching, like, Leon Lush or something on, <laughs> on YouTube. And I fell asleep. And I did the math the next morning when I figured out when you announced it. I woke up, looked at my phone, and I had like a hundred at replies on Twitter. And I'm like, what the hell is with my Twitter account? <laughs> and I looked, and it was some random chick. The first one I saw was some random girl, and she was like, you realize you won, right? And I'm like, That was what? the first tweet you saw. Yeah. That's was awesome. Like, you realize you won, right? So I woke up my girlfriend, told her, and she was like, yeah, no, you didn't. And I'm like, I swear to God, you know. <laughs> and, and so, you know, of course, the entire morning, you know, I'm, we're at the apartment and the Twitter's going off and at replies and I'm at replying to everyone. And, you know, and she's like, okay, okay, I get it. You won, whatever. I still got to go to work. <laughs> she's like, I didn't win. I got to go to work. See ya. So, yeah. You know, and so um, that was it. Yeah. I love it. A uh, couple things and then let's go into some questions and let's banter a little bit. Okay. Um, does your whole inner circle still fucking hate me or have some thought out over the last decade? Um, Damn it. Most, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. most, most of them are cool. Got most it. of them. Most have cool. thought out. Um, I have a few friends in Alabama that are a little on the religious side that don't, so you the, know. Is that the, like, cur- is the cursing? Yeah. I respect that. I don't care. I mean, I grew up in the Northeast, yep. so. Um, the, uh, but most of my family, I think, is is on board. I think my dad understands but my dad has a cynical undertone he just likes giving me shit like if i if <laughs> honestly no matter I, what if i bring up gary v it's like oh, oh. <laughs> you know what's your dad's name james james Same i think we have to get james on the podcast next <laughs> there's a substantial chance that james will be in a podcast in a year yeah. jimmy so what are you up to now uh i work uh full-time as an uber and lyft driver love it yeah how's it going it's it's okay it's, it's has good. it gotten tougher as supply and demand has shaked out? Yeah, summer like, comes in, teachers yeah. do it, teachers fall off, I see. students come back on it, it. Do you love it? Do you love the autonomy? I I love the flexibility. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, yep. It's um, it's a struggle. At at times, it can be a struggle. Like any you're, job, you're, right? You're putting yep. Wear and tear in the car. And what are you? Miles on what the are car you? What are you doing? What do you listen? Are you listening to podcasts? Not. Really? You're trying um, to put music the, for the guest? The no. Okay. <laughs> okay sorry. The only reason, honestly, is yeah. because I don't have like a, what do you call it? Spotify or whatever in my car. Got it. So sometimes I'll listen to Apple Music, but like Understood. on podcasts. But Understood. Like, every time something comes in. So on what my do you phone, listen to? I've actually been really fascinated by this. What do you mean? Well, I always think about like, like music. If, yeah, I always think about like what, what you I know, listen. I listen to everything. I mean, I grew up a DJ. Like, is that, are, are you listening to music while you're driving or sports radio or usually usually uh terrestrial radio yeah yeah because i don't i don't have xm or anything i got it i got um it. believe it or not i still listen to cds sometimes in my car well, so, i believe you yeah believe yeah. Um, it's very easy to believe it's <laughs> content consumption is completely predicated on the distribution yeah. but i mean I, list, I listen if you that. have a cd player in your car yeah do you garage actually this is a really funny question have you thought about garage sailing and then like buying CDs for your car. Like this has been one of the things I've been thinking a lot about. Is like 
I'm being serious. Like I, I think I about have, these arbitrages. I, I you can buy a fuckload. You can buy a. I pass on them because it's a lot of like there's not enough margin. But like over the last couple of trash talks, like there's like massive CD collections you can buy for like yeah. ten bucks. Yeah. And like you could sell it for a hundred on the bay if you had those kind of hours, which is why it's a good buy. But specifically for your life, that's like a real arb. Yeah, but I don't like them enough though. You don't like music enough. I mean, I like music. I love music, but I, I, I like. I, I, you have your six things you like, and yeah, why that? I, I, I probably need, wouldn't. You don't need to buy a Lionel Richie CD, right? Yeah, yeah. I do like Lionel Richie though. I love fucking. Lionel I know. Richie. That's so awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. No wonder we're friends. Yeah, I used to be what, a DJ. What I heard that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I grew up with tons of music. Like, have you flipped? I've, I know I've been pushing that so I've hard for two years. Bit. How's so, that? Like, tell me about that. I thought that's because I love places like Bama and other places where um, I think there's real arbitrage. So the the best. I've had small ones, but the best flip I have, because I know you like hearing these stories. Yeah, dude, you know me so well. You like went right to what I wanted. I love you, Jimmy. Go ahead. <laughs> the best flip I had was one of those scientific calculators yes. that I got at, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't a Goodwill, but it was some like- Thrift uh, store? Yeah, like a thrift store and like somewhere in the hood in Birmingham. And, <laughs> exactly. And it was literally, there was no batteries in it. It was greasy. It was dirty. And they were selling it for like a buck. And like, I don't think they knew what it was. And I was like, well, I'll pick it up for a dollar. Like, Did you I mean, know there was value in it or you were going I knew on a hunch? I knew if it worked, it was worth more than a dollar. <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> like, Fair enough you know? Jimmy. And so I was like, well, I'll buy it for a dollar. You know, yeah. if, if anything, I can sell it as broken for five bucks. Fair you enough. Know? So I was like, well, I'll buy it for a buck. And it sold. I cleaned it up, washed yep. it, you know, put yep. new batteries in it. Worked perfectly. I sold it for like 70 bucks on eBay. Love. Yeah. How, why don't you do more flipping when you follow careful? Like, I always thought the Uber, Lyft driver, and flip combo combo yeah. was a monster. Was yeah. a fucking monster. Because you're naturally yeah. driving around anyway. Yeah. Like, Plus, like, you could pitch to your passengers if they have anything they want to get rid of. You. Well, that's that's taking it a little <laughs> far, Jimmy. But, but just being on the road at all times puts you in play to finding random closeouts from oh, stores, yeah. Yeah. rolling up on a garage sale. Do you just not like it? Or is it hard? Like, I, why don't you do more flipping is my question in a world where I think you could clean up because you have the knowledge. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly okay. why it is. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I think a little bit of it might be laziness. But, um, Actually, let's, can we stay on this? I don't know. I mean, I'm not uh, Jimmy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into this because I want to yeah. bring value to everybody listening. Yeah. I, this is going to f- actually probably confuse some people. I actually don't spend a lot of time on Laziness, right? Actually, even think about it. I don't talk about it, right? You mean in your content? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, my content is a manifestation of what's in my mind. So, not even in my own mind. When I hear that, I appreciate why you say it, but it's so funny. It's funny how that just went through my mind. I actually think being lazy is a good thing. Let me explain. This is going to be an interesting moment. Yeah, no, you're freaking out, right? Stop watching Netflix is under the context of stop using something to escape your real life if you don't realize you're trying to escape your real life. Don't use Netflix or watching the New York, let's get very much into clarification on this episode. I watch the Jets for four hours on Sundays. I do that because it allows me to escape and like it gives me balance to my insanity but I don't watch the Jets on Sunday to get away from the fact that I hate my job and instead of doing something like for my job, I'm gonna use this because Netflix is a seven day a week thing. 
2K and Fortnite is a seven day a week thing. And even sports, people that watch the Yankees and the Mets and the Knicks and the Jets the way I watch the Jets, that's why football worked for me, one day a week, you know. Some people use entertainment as a reset and a balance to their other life, which is work, family. And then other people use cont- uh, you know, escapism as a way to just get by because they hate their life and it's the way for them not to have to think about it, right? Laziness has my attention because I think if you're lazy, you're actually giving yourself an indication that you don't like it. So I think laziness is- you don't like what? Whatever the task at hand. For you, you just prop, I, Jimmy, you'll appreciate this, and I think you can see it, trash talk, I mean, I'm never, D-Rock will tell you who hangs out with me a lot, that between trash talk and the baseball card show in Chicago, he's never seen me happier. I get an incredible thrill, deep, inherent happiness from getting into a car on a 6 a.m. on a Saturday and going to find something to buy for three bucks and sell for a hundred. This is not about the cliche shit that people say in my comments of like, you didn't make that much money, it was the gas, you know, it's not all those things, I love it. School, I hate it. I am lazy around housework, around logistics. I think quote unquote laziness can have a more thoughtful conversation of actually is it laziness or are you showing yourself that you don't like that thing and it becomes a mechanism to self-awareness. I think it's that. I me, think it's me that, too. You don't, that you don't like that thing, I think. Me too. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you're lazy. And I think a little bit of the You're, you're not lazy. I think a you're little, fucking, I apologize, but I, I wanna give you a compliment. Yeah. You're driving around hardcore grinding, yeah. lifting, you're not lazy. You just don't get the same thrill yeah. or enjoyment. And I think a little bit of it is what it is, D-Rock, is I think we need to stop apologizing for being lazy, all of us, which is probably subconsciously why I don't talk about it, and we need to use it as an indicator of I don't like that thing, this job, this relationship, this school, this startup, and then use it as a starting point to try something else on the side that eventually can become your thing and you can stop doing that thing that you're quote unquote lazy so about. So this may sound Go weird ahead, to you, but no, I, I, don't think so. I was just thinking of it as you were talking. I think a little bit of it too for me, like. Because I do like the flip stuff on eBay. Like, I do enjoy it when I do it. I think a little bit of it for me is also the economics of it. You know, where I'm thinking like, okay, if I'm out doing this. It's taking away from me doing that. The analytical side of me. I like that. that. prevents me from doing anything for four fucking years. Like, the analytical side of me thinks like, well, if I'm garage sailing from six to eight, like, how much could I have made with Uber and Lyft? No, no, that's a you very, know? by the way, that's exactly right. Right. And then in the comments of this, wherever that may be. And I'm one of those cynical people. When you when when you first got onto garage sailing, I was like, yeah, but the gas and the eBay fees <laughs> and this, the boxes and, you know. And, and then. My and girlfriend's like, we ain't going <laughs> to store the shit here. Like, you know. <laughs> um, not, that, not that she would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I think you'll like this. And that makes sense to my me. My dad did, though, when I was God, living at home. Sure. When I was I mean, living at home, my dad was like, you ain't keeping that James shit in our garage. Is a, I mean, this guy. Yeah. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Uh, is he a Bama guy? Are you both of you Bama guys? He Auburn? rooted for... So, 20-second story. My parents Please, moved it. to Alabama. My dad got a job offer down there. Um, he owned his From? own... From? Uh, Massachusetts. Okay. And Are you a Patriots fan, Jimmy? I'm borderline. Like, I'm a Pats fan because I grew up, but, like, a Pats fan... Right, but you're not a real I'm Pats fan. Honestly, don't. What I'm, are you? Are you a real fan of anything? Uh, probably the Red Sox and Bruins. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. But like Pats, I mean. It's not your passion. Yeah. You're more of a baseball like I'll catch a guy. game if it's on, but it's not like. I right. I don't care if they lose. I understand. Yeah. Like I was probably. Like the game seven, the Stanley Cup this year broke your heart. Yeah. But the Patriots losing the Eagles, not so much. Yeah. Like I, I was actually. It's so funny because like I have this thing with like Gary buying the Jets. Literally every time the Jets are playing, like I have this innate like, yeah, I'm kind of a Jets fan. Like, well, Jimmy, this is the masterful thing I'm doing. I don't oh, know if you, you know. I know. I'm literally going to turn America into a collective monster jet fandom by yeah. the time I buy it. So when I buy it, on day one, they become the most popular team in the league. I can see that. Dustin, you haven't been noticing? I love your face right now. You think I'm fooling around around here, Dustin? I've got everything figured out. Let's say the Jets just started winning all the time. I won't care. I'll pivot to the Knicks. If the Jets won back-to-back Super Bowls in four years, I probably will change the narrative to the Knicks. I'm about the thrill of the hunt, and I think them winning and becoming the kind of that's. If you know, listen, the Patriots during Jimmy's dad's years for sure. And how old are you, Jimmy? Ah, uh, thirty-seven. So even a little bit of Jimmy, a little bit, like he's right on the cusp. Like the Pats were real bad. I understand though your underdog thing. It's because like, the Red Sox, especially. I mean, I, that, I, I how, understand. You're thirty-seven, that. so you you what year oh, were I you born? 04. What year? I was bit. No, forget about born. Four. Yeah, what year uh, were you born? Eighty-two. Right, so you don't remember 86. No. Jimmy? No. You can't imagine. Oh, I know. I, Dustin, I, know. I don't know if you know this. Like, you probably don't. And I mean, all you non-sports, you three fucking guys. You non-sports fans. For everybody listening, the Red Sox were winning by two runs? Or I'm trying to remember. I think it, it, was, was, it was, yeah, two was two runs. One or two runs. In game six of the World Series, up three games to two, here in New York, in the bottom of the ninth, two outs. Nobody on. They're one out away from winning the World Series. The game is so over that the Mets in their stadium put on the Jumbotron, congratulations Boston Red Sox, 1986 world champions, and they lost that game. A single, another single, then another hit, uh, and then this famous play for Bill Buckner went under his, you know that play? That happened in that game? Why it was a wild pitch? I actually joke with people that Buckner didn't really like lose the game, but he did it because of the you know the you know so it's it's crazy. It was tied by then because of the wild pitch. Nonetheless, it is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen in sports to this day. It was over, over. I mean, I was listen the Jets Monday Night Miracle. They were down thirty to seven with ten minutes left in a football game. And came back and won. Oh, four it, against the Yanks. That was pretty big, though. Yeah, that was amazing. Three games to none. Four. Like, yeah. by the way, I always think that the Jets moment will happen through New England because it's like that's what the Red Sox did to the Yankees. I'm looking for the reverse. Nonetheless, less Jimmy to bring value to the audience. What apps are you into right now? Like, what content are you consuming? Um, what platforms? Instagram, I, I've Facebook, always Twitter. Like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get on Facebook a lot, even yep. for family and friends. Yep. I don't get on it a lot. Instagram, YouTube, uh, a little bit. A little bit. Um, YouTube, Twitter. Um, I'm trying to get into TikTok. Yep. Um, Been playing with it a little bit. Um, Yeah, a little bit of Instagram. Not not too, too much. What can I answer for you? Let's wrap up this show with two or three questions. Uh, So, um, God, man, I have like a hundred. Go. Rattle away. I'll go fast. um, The first question that comes to mind is, I love your message of like a hundred pieces of content a day. Okay. You know, that, that theory. Yes. I'm my, my question on the 
the first Colin show that we had was about travel blogging, which was for me a little bit related to photography, travel writing, video. I try to do video, but it's not really my thing. Um, where my thing is like, if you're working and you're doing your life stuff, if you put out so much content, it would literally be like the same content every day. I think it's a really good question. Couple things. Especially if you're no, wanting to this do is something a this like is, travel. This is know. tremendous. This is where creativity and ideas has to be something I talk more about. So for example, when I think about 100 pieces of content a day, and this is great because it seems like you're grounded in Twitter most more than many because you were part of that era with me. Yeah, I think Twitter is an incredibly important part of the 100 piece concept. You know, obviously this is catching and I'm getting asked about it more, so this is a great opportunity to create some clarity, hopefully the team clicks this. Let's get Rogoff to write a piece, you know, the 100 piece concept, 2.0. I think we're working on something, but but Twitter's incredibly important. As you know, one of the great things about Twitter is it's trending topics and the ability to reply to it with retweeting and adding your two cents or typing original thoughts. So for me, one of the things that really stands out is if I was asking the normal quote unquote person to produce 100 pieces of content a day, I guarantee you that I'm probably subconsciously thinking that 50 of those are Twitter. You can write, you can retweet and add your two cents. All of a sudden, you're kind of there, right? The other thing is, I don't think people understand document versus create. I think people think you need DRock or Jason following you, Dustin following you around. I think it's just taking a picture. Like, I see, content right here. Like I see content in, maybe I have, this is probably my strength, I see content in everything. I think you should take a photo of us talking right now and tweet it and be like, holy shit, I'm doing this with Gary Vee right now. Yeah, like, like yeah, I did, I took right? one okay. before you came in. <laughs> but like, there's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And you know, like, like it, this is New York. You know, like, like I think there's a lot more content. And by the way, I, I think that can be done 15 to 20 times on Twitter, Instagram stories, and TikTok without any cost to the preciousness that is the main reason that everybody can't make 100 pieces of content. Okay. You know, taking a photo of what you see and adding one sentence is allowing people into your world and you start creating around common interests. The, you know, a lot of people are like, Gary, should I separate my business and life? I'm like, I put my Jets content in my all my content. I put my garage sale stuff there. That has nothing to do with the marketing or the business running. Like, I think it's there, but I do think it's a strategy mindset and I think everybody thinks this is useless and nobody would care, and I think you should let them decide. I think when you think something like, like I think, I think when you think, you know what, I wish I was closer with my sister, and I'm gonna start working on that. That that should be a tweet. That one should tweet like, you know what, I've been underestimating sibling relationships, and I'm gonna work on that in 2020. That's a piece of content. And then you're walking into a restaurant, and a fast casual place, and there's 23 people lined up to the hottest place in downtown Alabama or New York, and you take a photo and be like, I guess cronuts are hot, that's a piece of content. And if you're more visually artistic, than I love when the sunset hits like some avenue in fucking New York, and everybody's taking a photo of that, and I have no interest. Even though I'm into this content thing, I'm like, fuck that. I don't, first of all, I don't get it, because I don't give a fuck about a sunset, but, I know that people do. Or mountains. Or mountains, <laughs> or, a, or what, you know, I'm looking at the creative guys in front of me here, and gals, like I know that they see beauty in a puddle catching a mini rainbow in it, that I'm not that kind of artist, but I'm an artist in a different way where like, you know, like, 
somebody having a funny name on their taxi thing or like, or what, what do, you know, like everything is do content. You, do you and, I mean, I know there's a hundred other people that do it, but I'm most familiar with DRock. Like, do you struggle with that with your video people because they want everything to be very artistic? No, I fucking made them succumb. I beat DRock down and reframed him. And then he became the blueprint. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't. And by the way, this is being yin and yang. And we're sitting here, yeah. and we're sitting here on the day that we released a nice piece of film that's five minutes and 50 seconds. And I value that as well. I'd rather go all in on that <clears throat> side once a quarter than every day spending four days on post production on a vlog. You know, so like, you know, I like, I'm like a barbell. I like the extremes to the left and the right. And I think most people are in the middle. So that's how I see that. What else you got there? I see notes. Yeah. Um, so a little bit related to the question I asked before, if you were wanting to get into like photography, five minutes, D-Rock, like photography, five minutes, go ahead. If you want to get into like photography, travel, that sort of thing, wh- like I own my name pretty much across social. Okay. I don't have the .com, but I have the .co okay. domain, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, go ahead. Instagram. I got yeah. Um, should you... Should you build more of your name as a person in your area? Or, I know this is going to sound Go identical. No, okay. identical no, it's my not. Question Go ahead. Before. Go ahead. Because whenever I think about doing that, I think like, well, if you did it under whatever, like Birmingham something, people would instinctively more be more, understand it more because it's in the name. The execution will make the name. Let me explain. I understand the literal interpretation of Birmingham photography. If you call it at Birmingham photography, or if you call it Jimmy, the execution of the photos will become the end result. Whether McDonald's called itself McDonald's or Schmcdonald's, whether Google called itself Google or Schmoogle, whether Facebook called itself Facebook or Basebook, and whether Nike called itself Nike or Schmikey, you got it. I got you. My name's fucking Gary Vaynerchuk. My username is Gary V with two silent E's. That's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. It was the execution that made it. Okay, so my follow-up question is, if you're building your personal brand, um, like I'm wanting to do through photography, yes. travel, writing, that yep. sort of thing, one of the pieces of content that you had that I remember that I loved was, I think it was one of the, was one of the guys you were interviewing, you mentioned about having different burgers where you have something else. Is that a- Different what? The side thing. Yes. Like side thing. Yep. Having like a burger. You know, something you rely on. Yes. You know? Is it a good strategy to completely focus on you or to build some other stuff up so that you don't have to monetize an audience in the future as much? Um, That's a really good question. So first of all, one never has to monetize an audience if they build themselves up. They just have to be capable of building something around it. Like the reason I get to be a hero and not monetize my audience is I was capable of building VaynerMedia. Right, you don't have to monetize. Now, let me give you an example. You putting out great photography for free, at, you know, you by nature in the service you provide have the potential to monetize the audience in a way that's good. Let me explain. I am a strategist. I'm actually a thinker. 
I don't position myself that way, but what people wanna pay me for or would wanna pay me for is to sit down with me and do this for hours. I give that away for free and then I don't monetize that way. But if I was a photographer and they wanted me to shoot their wedding, I have no choice but to charge them for that. I got lucky that my output was thoughts and I could give that away for free. If, if my output was photography. And I'm not wanting to do client work. I'm not, I'm not like, saying I just are. love shooting photos when I'm out. By like, the way, Jimmy, I just, I've done you, it. You just, you just won. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have to maintain a living. Yeah. Um, but this is actually my favorite thing. You're like almost my favorite person. If you have a life where you, let's say, you, I, I don't know how much you love shooting photos, but it seems like pretty solid. If, I'd say 80%, 90%. I mean, it's- It's like your it's, thing. It's my thing right Great. now. You know, to me, the fact that you have your core hustle around Lyft and Uber, which allows you you know, you know, I got you. Oh, I know. I, I know where it. you're going. I know you're to going. do that. You're actually, you're actually the fucking poster child of what I'm trying to get people to understand. If you're happy, you've won. Now, if you're telling me, well, Gary, actually, which would make sense, by the way. Yep. I would love to just do photography all day long, um, and I'd love to get paid four times as much to do photography. Yeah. Like I still think it's the same strategy, which is put out the best photography you can, yeah. and over time, serendipitously, you know people are going to reach out to you yeah. and offer you gigs. It's yeah. not super complicated. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing right now is, like I'm, I've actually been doing this on my YouTube channel, just kind of for fun, I've been documenting it, is part of my like photography and US travel thing, there's a, uh, a travel group online that I'm a part of that I'm trying to actually visit every US county. Excuse me? I'm trying to visit every county I, I in, heard the, you. in the U.S. Isn't there like a fucking there's like six thousand? It's a thing. There's like fifty-one people that have done it. Hold on, how many counties are there? Do you know roughly or the range of thirty-one forty, thirty-one forty-two, something like that? Three thousand plus. Yeah, 30, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Anybody listening who can help Jimmy with this county thing? Maybe there's some map company that wants to pay him to like travel the, you know, Babin's doing some bullshit like that. Like, so why can't Jimmy? I love what Babin's been doing, by the way. I'm sure Babin's yeah. super creative and, yeah. you know, Adobe's letting him do it. And so I think for you, like AAA Car Services CEO could be listening right now and said, fuck it, I'm gonna take Jimmy and I'm gonna like pay for his year and he's gonna go to every county because the, the awareness of the Gary B. You know, podcast is probably work like I basically you're just a mini Babin. We're gonna get you this gig. Somebody listening right now is gonna hit up AAA or some map company or some other fucking travel infrastructure, and they're gonna reach out to you cold, and they're gonna pay you for a year to go every county. I believe that to be true. That will happen. Jimmy, this is what you want to do with your life. Like you want to go? It would. It would. It would. Yeah. I'm not saying that in a negative way. It would take me at least ten to fifteen years to do it. You're a young fucker. Yeah. Who are these fifty fucking people? And like, do you like look at them like so funny? What? So I'm gonna tell you something because you're gonna love this because I know the business part of you. Yeah. I've looked up. I've Googled every every single one of their names because I'm like, if fifty something (laughs) people have done this, one of them has to be known. What's the common denominator of the fifty people? What do you mean? When you looked up these 50 people. They're old, most <laughs> That's solid, it takes a lot of time. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I think, you know, they were doing it over, you know, 30 years, but nobody has documented it. 
There hasn't been a single person that has done it that has documented it. It's cool, sort of like a word of faith type thing. You know what I mean? It's you like, want to document it. Yeah. How many are you in? So I visited in my life technically, because I figured this out, probably 180, 190. But you haven't documented it. But I haven't documented it. So I'm, I'm redoing it. Right. I've, I don't know. I've been like seven, eight. Great. Yeah. You have a big journey yeah. in front of you, just like I do, which makes it the most fun. Um, so can I ask you like a couple more questions? Real quick, yes. Real, real quick. Okay. Before my team kills um, me. So you know, because I love this platform and I'm hoping it's not bullshit. Um, you know that Flickr was bought by SmugMug. Right? I did see that. What are your thoughts on Flickr as a platform for photographers? Flickr. Honest, own, honestly. Honestly, Flickr owns my heart. There's like, I have like six photos on Flickr. It's, what is it, G-Nuts? What is the username? Because that's what I used to use back in the day. Um, Flickr was, Flickr means the world to me because it was one of the sites that got me into tech. Were you glad that it was bought by SmugMug? I don't know what SmugMug's gonna oh, do okay. with it. Okay. Uh, but I definitely remember Flickr super well. Stuart Butterfield, right? Mm -hmm. Who yep. went on to be the co-founder of Slack. Yep. Uh, they sold it to Yahoo, it was one of the big exits. I remember it like yesterday, and I still think that Instagram really is what Flickr could have become if it was in the mobile age, and my heart is huge for Flickr. It was the first time I saw photography that way. It was a preview to the current state of the internet. If, if you're doing Instagram right now as a photographer, should you still be using Instagram as a photographer does, or should you be there is no Posting should. most of your story on your post. There's, there's no should, and can you use Instagram as a pure play photographer at scale? Yes. Are people still searching hashtags? Not used? as much. But but a lot? Like, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. It was Gary Vee? With, with no double E, right? Did we change it? Go ahead, last um, question. And my last question, I'm hoping it's a decent one. Um, They've all for been great. Photographers. This couldn't have gone better. Like, when you play the game of I'm randomly I, gonna I pick think, somebody, I this couldn't it, have gone better. I think an industry that needs to be massively disrupted, um, that hasn't really been disrupted yet, is stock photography. Okay, um, I tried to. I, uh, I was an investor in a company called FOPE, F-O-A-P, where everybody's photos on their phones would be uploaded and it was a marketplace against Getty Images and things of that nature, and I thought it was a super good idea. So what about, what would, a, what would it look like from a business person standpoint like yourself for a photographer down the road to do that themselves? As to, a, to build a platform? Yeah. Well, to understand it's a super difficult business to build. Okay. It's a two-way marketplace. Yeah. It's like eBay and Uber and those are the toughest ones to build. You want the world to upload photos, right? Because they have it, or whatever no, I'm your saying, concept is. I'm saying is. your own IP. Well, your own IP, I think you need to build your personal brand and demand, and create demand for you. You, you want to get my creative directors at Vayner, production people, brands, to be like, we need Jimmy. See, I've always thought stock photography should work the other way, where right now, if you go on to like, you know, Getty or iStock or whatever, it's like, I mean, you guys probably know this as content creators that you go on stock photos and you, you know, upload whatever and they pay you 38 cents for a photo. Well, it's, it's, like, it's supply and demand. Right. The reason it's you can like, pay 38 cents is because 8,000 other fuckers are putting up a photo of a Robin. But it's like, I'm wondering why a company hasn't come out that have approached some of the top stock photographers and say, pay us $400 a month or $800 a month and you get 100% of the royalties. 
because the business model in the other way is better and the, the leverage sits with the platform, not with the photographers. You're thinking about it from a selfish standpoint of the photographer, because that's what you want to be, which is right. The answer to your question is, the photographer doesn't have the leverage. But if a photographer built themselves up big enough, they would have Then they wouldn't need the platform. Or they could have leverage to create the platform with someone else. They could if they know how to build a platform. Just because you're Shaq doesn't mean you can build the NBA. Right. Got it? Got it. That's a really good way to end this. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it, man. This was fucking awesome, bro. You were great. Yeah, thanks. Fuck, that couldn't have gone better. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, a couple things. One, sign up for the text platform for to be the next person wait. to do this. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, go ahead, no, go no, ahead. No, no, I love you in this. This is like even better. No, 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 no. Okay. 212-931-5731. 212-931-5731. Our next podcast guest will be picked when I put a push out to get you on Twitter to use the hashtag. Be the next Jimmy, everyone. See ya. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.